Return to play criteria for weekend warriors. Now, one of the most common things I'm asked in my clinic is, hey doc, can I go back and work out? Or some form of this. How can I go back? Do I have restrictions? Is there a yes, no's? How much time should I take off? Now, this is after they've seen me in my clinic for some treatment, possibly for an injury, and they definitely want to get back to their lifestyle. But in the same breath, they're nervous about re-injuring their issue. Maybe they've had another doctor, some dip on Google, tell them to just take time off. Or my all-time wah-wah treatment advice, if it hurts when you do X, well, just stop doing X. Oh, I see the meme that says this pop up and friends writing cheesy answers like it's some witty and common sense response. I mean, people actually are okay with this? Stop doing X? Like it's a good answer? Look, friends, that's a really crappy answer and a really, really terrible doctor advice. Return to play is what this is called in the sports world. And it definitely takes some consideration, some better than average advice, because I just feel like what's being thrown out there, like the formerly mentioned, just don't do this, is absolutely pitiful. So let me do what I do best. Treat you, the average citizen, the way I would treat a varsity, college, or pro athlete in the same situation. I mean, you want what they get. Great, let me share the secrets. But first, let me step back for just a minute on this note, because I consistently tell my clients in my clinic, I'm going to give you the same treatment the pros get. And I feel like we often do this. And that's a tough order, because in the pro leagues, there are all kinds of staff working towards getting this million-dollar athlete back on the field as healthy and as quickly as possible. But more importantly, they need to come back at a high level as possible. And these pros, they have chiros, PTs, athletic trainers, coaches, orthos, massage therapists, nutritionists, chefs, and more, all with the same direction in mind. In my clinic, it's just me and a small staff. I'm not calling you at 7 p.m. asking what you're eating and how you rate your REM sleep last night. As far as treatments though, I can. I can deliver and my staff can deliver. But one of the biggest differences in the recovery from the regular weekend warrior type athletes and even the elite amateur athletes compared to what the pros get is not so much what happens in the clinic. It's how they treat themselves when they are out of the clinic. To paraphrase one of my favorite physiotherapists, the guys at TFC, the Foot Collective out of Canada, it's not what happens in the 20 to 40 minutes you're in my clinic that makes a real difference. It's how you live and what you do with your life in the other 16 hours that you're awake that really make a difference on how you recover or how much downhill you go, or even if your exercise is beneficial or detrimental to you. So let me help you with one of the biggest hangups with managing your own healthcare, your return to play. First, let me tell you what most of us do, and I see this trickling even into our high school sports. My biggest problem is the idea that you are either 100% healthy or you are injured, and that there's no gray area in between. There's no room for recovery. There's no room for building back. There's no testing. You're either injured and you need long-term therapy, or you're 100% and should be out there kicking butt. That's my biggest problem and the biggest fallacy in healthcare worldwide. It's why you need to keep going back to your healthcare specialist over and over and over. Because here's what happens in the pro levels and what the upper level college athlete ranks do. And I'm passionate about this. I cover this in detail in lectures that I do for in-services or for continuing education for athletic trainers. It's really reality-based training. And it boils down to two points, the use of pennies and six-step return to play. So what are pennies? 
Pennies are what happens. Think of college or pro football when they put a red jersey over the quarterback so that everyone knows don't tackle our quarterback and hurt him prior to the game. They also use this at the high levels for any athlete that's not 100%. So if I'm playing linebacker for Clemson and I got hurt in the previous game, the coaches might put a bright red jersey over mine or a bright orange jersey so that the players that I'm practicing against know I'm not going to go 100%. They shouldn't hit me. They shouldn't knock me down. It also works well for the coaches that are watching the review of practices the next day. If they say, hey, Dr. Peter, Chad Peters is slow out there, man. He's not in his position. Oh, yeah, he's got an orange jersey on. He's wearing a penny. He's not 100%. At least he's getting some reps and he's seeing where he needs to be. So I want you guys to think like you're wearing pennies right now. You're not at 100% and you need to accept this and move towards getting to 100%. That's what pennies are. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of today. The six-step return to play program. It works like this. On day one after an injury, your return to play program is 50% of your norm. 50%. So an example would be if you're running a 10-mile pace and your run is for two miles, you are now running a 15-minute mile pace and you're going to run for one mile. Exceptionally easy, I know, but it's 50%. And that gives us some way to test if you are injured or if you're returning to play. So if your bench press is 200 pounds for a set of four, you're now doing like 100 pounds, man. Now you can still do your set of four because it's probably 50%, but you get the idea. It doesn't have to be absolute science here, but it needs to be 50%. That's as far as you go. You do not exceed it. If you're a high school pitcher, now your practice for 50% might be proper range of motion with throwing and some short and long toss. There is no fastballs. There is no batters. And now that's opposed to the classic. Why don't you just get in there and throw what you got? Let her rip for two batters, and then you get a 2-0 and count on the third. We'll pull you out. Now for jiu-jitsu, rec league softball, pickup hoops, they're all very subjective. Just remember, day one is 50%. Not more. Not, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good. Let's see what's in the tank. Have a plan this time. Hope is not a plan. So when you wake up the next day and you assess yourself and you say, I did 50% and I feel pretty good. Now we're going to move on to step two. You are cleared to progress to 65%. Step three is 75%. Step four is 85%. Step five is 95%. And finally, on day six or step six, you're cleared. You're 100%. Get out there and smoke it. Now, if you fail, let's say on step three at 75%, you get out there and that kind of exertion hurts you. Well, you failed. You're not cleared to go up to 85% the next day. You actually go back a step, right? Your day, your week, your season is not over, man. Just go down a step and try it again. So you failed at 75%, go back to 65%. You're still getting practice, you're still getting reps. And when you pass 65%, go up to 75%. This time you pass it and you're out cleared to go up to 85%. That's it, you got it guys. That's the six step return to play criteria. Now really, let me change what this should be called because it's not a six day return to play criteria, it is six steps. Because if you fail at one of the percentages, you're going to have to repeat it. The six-step return to play criteria could take just six days, or it could take two weeks if you're having some hangups. Now, here's a couple other caveats for bonus, because some of you hung with me there through the whole podcast. So you deserve a little more understanding. 
If you can't get past the 50 or 65% after three to five workouts, you have a bigger issue going on and you need to be re-evaluated and you need a new exam because you could have a bigger problem or you need to go a completely different direction. Caveat number two, you don't have to wait to be 100% to start playing again. For example, this is my take on a classic high school football player as a case in point. Friday, your superstar varsity athlete Joe Schmo over there at Nibs High School hurts his shoulder. He's examined by his all-star athletic trainer and he's cleared. There's no positive orthopedic finding, he just got hurt. So Monday he returns to school and he practices in a penny at 50%. Tuesday he passes and he's at 65%. Wednesday he's at 75% and Thursday he's at 85%. Now it's kind of a walkthrough so we don't really know where he's at. But you don't sit this kid out on Friday because he haven't reached 100% yet. He's doing great and he's recovering well. He's returning to play just like we thought he would and progressing fine. He's just not at 100% yet. Remember, the athletic trainer has cleared him, his exam is normal, and the coach watches him and cares. That's what these guys do. The return to play action plan is working well. Now, that's compared to what I see a lot of times. The kid gets hurt on Monday. He sits out three or four days, he does nothing, and the athletic trainer is in a bind. Do you play this kid or do you sit him? There's no way to tell what to do. But if you're one of these guys that's sitting in the athletic training room and saying, my kids have to be 100% before they play, you're kidding yourself. There isn't a high school player on planet Earth that is 100% by the middle of October. Everyone's banged up and dinged up. It doesn't take 100% of this athletic ability to be there. And we gotta get rid of this idea of you're either injured or you're hurting. Or injured or hurting or you're 100%. Now, I, I didn't mean to get on my rant about that. I know this is more for the weekend warriors, but I want you to get what happens with that. Because this is what we usually do. You hurt your shoulder bench pressing. You rest it for three weeks because some guy on the internet told you to, and you even get more out of shape. You decide you're sick of it, you can't stand sitting on the couch anymore, Netflix has run itself out, so you warm up with 95 pounds on the bar and you feel that stiffness and soreness that could either still be an injured shoulder or just be a fine film of laziness being dust off. Rather than wait to find out, you decide, you know, I'm not doing so good today. I better just load up two and a quarter on there and get a quick three repper in. It's like my man BJ Johnson says, you can't fix stupid. The problem is, I get asked to fix stupid all the time. Let's have a better plan. Doesn't the six step return to play just make better sense? Try it on for free yourself and see what happens.